This podcast is another example. When I started this podcast um, a couple of years ago, I really had to dive um, all in on it to learn about the technology, uh, what I needed, um, how to structure a podcast episode and so much more. And when you do that, you have this spike of, of learning initially, but you can actually maintain that level of learning if you maintain the immersion and keep pushing yourself uh, into uh, new barriers. You're listening to The Growth Booth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business, or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Aiden Booth here, welcome to episode number 84 of The Growth Booth. This is a follow-up episode. We are three months on from when I first introduced a few ideas around explosive growth hacks. That was way back in episode number 72. And in episode number 72, I discussed different things that we can do to rapidly learn new skills. I talked about how we could use the 80-20 Pareto principle uh, by focusing in and learning the most essential concepts of something new and how that could give you uh, a big impact and allow you to make breakthroughs in a very short space of time. We spoke about using spaced repetition and this is repeatedly coming back to an idea to really cement it uh, into your mind. And we also spoke about the Feynman technique, which is basically where when you learn something and then can explain it uh, to someone else in your own words. Again, a technique that you can use to cement new ideas uh, into your learning. I also explained uh, an eight-week objective that I had at the time, and this was to reach a level of spoken Italian where I could hold a decent conversation. And my objective and the reason I set this eight-week timeline around it was because I was traveling to Italy. And... We're right now about three months on from when I set that objective and I'm happy to report back and say that I was able to go to Italy and have uh, a great conversation with a lot of different people. In fact, in the past 12 weeks, I've reached an intermediate level of fluency in Italian. So what I wanted to do in this episode was to share what worked, uh, what didn't work from the original plan and to give you some more ideas to leverage for when you want to learn something new in a very short space of time. So before talking a little bit about what worked with my approach, my original plan was broken down into four parts and I didn't actually end up using or following that framework. So um, the four parts that I had sort of identified were uh, from week one to two to have an introduction to Italian. Part two was uh, week three and four where I'd be focusing on the basics and conversation. Part five and six was about uh, becoming you know, intermediate in my uh, sort of Italian fluency. And then uh, weeks seven and eight, which was part four, about becoming fluent. And I also had the plan of doing two hours per week in one-on-one classes with a, a tutor online, three hours of listening and three hours of learning different vocabulary. And like I say, I, I ended up not dividing the study out into four parts, but I did roughly stick to the division of time spent on each type of practice. So um, 
instead of doing uh, two hours with a tutor, I probably did three to four hours uh, per week uh, with a one-on-one tutor. I still did three hours of listening. I still did three hours of learning uh, vocabulary. So those parts uh, more or less uh, stayed the same. And I want to talk about um, how I was able to achieve the three hours of listening and the three hours of learning vocabulary, some of the tools that I used, and also share some more information around um, the effectiveness and, and my experiences in working with a coach, in this case, a tutor. So for vocabulary and for learning new words, I used an app called Duolingo. Duolingo um, has me now at 716 words that I've learnt in the last 12 weeks, which is is quite uh, phenomenal. That's 716 words that I've used, that I've incorporated into the exercises that I've been doing uh, on the app. And if you think about the, the number of different words, the number of unique words that you use on a daily basis or regularly, it's not much more than that. Honestly, it's it's not a very high number of words that we regularly use. It's not like you're using thousands and thousands of different words uh, each day for the most part. So for me to be at over 700 words in uh, 12 weeks, it's plenty of vocabulary to go out there and be able to hold a, a conversation. And a lot of this was thanks to using the Duolingo app, which is free. The Duolingo app was also good for repetition. So every day uh, logging in and just doing a little bit, it might have been 10 minutes per day kind of a thing or 20 minutes per day. And also having to, to speak and, and write, um, you know, the repetition and, and speaking, writing, reading, approaching it in different ways really cemented a lot of that vocabulary uh, into my mind. But this alone and this is one of the big findings I've had is using the app alone is not enough. I, I think a lot of people um, attempt to learn new languages just using the app, but I think you can go a lot better and get much better results when you combine that uh, with something else. So that was one of the tools in, in my toolbox was Duolingo. The second tool in the toolbox, which was also free, was listening to podcasts. So in podcasts, I would be able to cement a lot of this new vocabulary, these new words into my mind, and also pick up a new understanding of of new words in in different contexts. So um, that was really, really useful for me, repetition and also being exposed to different accents because I, I was listening to five or six different podcasts. There were also some shows, some podcast shows that would allow me to practice my pronunciation by introducing me to a phrase of some kind uh, and then showing me how to pronounce it. And there were pauses of, you know, five to 10 seconds in the podcast where it was designed that I would uh, talk back uh, and practice the pronunciation. And the way that I started with the podcasts um, was I started with very basic shows and these were shows that were designed for beginners. They were so basic in fact that they would, um, it, it would be as if, you know, I was speaking very, very slowly on this podcast, on these Italian podcasts, the hosts would 
be speaking at probably 70% of their normal speed and deliberately trying to avoid using um, complex uh, words that a beginner might not know. Um, but that was great for me because it was designed for beginners. I was able to uh, feel like I was understanding and, again, pick up new vocabulary and just immerse myself in it. As the weeks went by, I would say probably around about week six, I transitioned from listening to these podcasts which were about learning Italian to podcasts that were in Italian about topics that I would more uh, normally sort of listen to in English. So there was one that I was listening to about psychology and self-development and this was not a podcast that was designed for people who wanted to learn Italian. This was designed for Italians who wanted to learn about psychology and, and self-development. So that was quite cool. And, and this is something that is related to interest-based learning, where if you focus and if you're trying to learn about things that you're already interested in, then it becomes, um, much, it comes much more naturally and is easier to absorb and, and to get immersed in. Those same podcasts also often had uh, YouTube videos with subtitles. So for me, this was another great uh, discovery because I could listen and read at the same time and I could pause and um, I could identify new words or phrases that I wasn't familiar with, look them up and then take them back uh, to my tutor or just learn about them uh, on my own. So that was really, really useful as well. But just like Duolingo, the podcasts on their own wouldn't be enough for me to be able to learn uh, a language. And that leads me on to the third part of my uh, learning strategy here, and that was one-on-one -on -one coaching or working with a tutor. And I've spoken in the past about how valuable coaching can be, and this was, uh, again, just, just shown over and over again, because this was without doubt the most um, effective and valuable part of my learning. Now, when I was working with my uh, language coaches, and I had two that I was using, about 90% of the time I was just talking. It was just back and forth conversation. We were talking about things that were interesting to us that made it uh, more interesting for me as well. I felt like I was jumping on a, a Zoom call with a friend and could be talking about different bits and pieces that were interesting to me. Uh, and I would say probably 10% of the one-on-one -on -one calls were specifically focused on learning a new uh, a new thing. Most of it was just conversational and that was very much aligned with my objective of getting to a uh, you know a, a level of fluency in Italian where I could sort of hold my own um, when I was in Ital Italy and uh, that was really put to the test when I landed in Italy we flew into Turin uh, sort of uh, which is relatively close to Milan uh, in the north of, of Italy and the very first conversation I had was with a border security guard who had a machine gun. And he said to me, how much money am I carrying? Uh, all in Italian. Uh, so that was um, definitely being put in a pressure situation, having to, to think on my feet, because that was not the kind of phrase that you know, that I've been, I've been practicing with the tutoring. It was simple though, uh, and, uh, it was an easy one to pass. And then we were able to, to get into the, the types of conversations that I really wanted to have, uh, having passed through that, that, that episode, which was, you know, renting a car, um, arriving at a hotel, 
um, you know, buying dinner, uh, shopping for something in the supermarket, looking for something. I had an amazing conversation with uh, the owner of a cafe, and this was like a 500-year-old uh, cafe, and he was showing me photos uh, on the wall of what it used to be like and some of the history of the place. And these were the conversations that I really cherished. And it was incredibly fulfilling to be able to go from not speaking a word really uh, of Italian other than a few cliches uh, to being able to hold an impromptu conversation about a diverse range of topics. And it really came in handy in, in lots of different ways beyond just, uh, you know, going out to restaurants and so on and so forth. While we were there, uh, my daughter got an ear infection. So we were in at the local um, hospital and being able to navigate all of that situation as well it was really, really helpful. Now, thankfully, my wife uh, speaks fluent Italian, but in the past, I've relied on her. Uh, and this was um, this opened up a, a world of independence for me on this trip because I didn't have to rely on her. In fact, I feel like I'm catching up uh, to her level of fluency. So um, we were very much able to sort of tag team different uh, situations, which was which was awesome. Today's show is brought to you by the Blueprint Academy, a coaching service that I've been providing for about eight years now. If you're interested in getting one-on-one coaching from me and my team of experts, as well as being able to leverage the resources and infrastructure that I've got in my business, then head over to thegrowthbooth.com forward slash academy to get all the details. I'm passionate about helping people build businesses online, and this is where I can help you. So again, head over to that link, thegrowthbooth.com forward slash academy, and find out how we can help you at the Blueprint Academy today. A couple of other things that that worked for me were my tracking sheet where I I monitored how much time I spent uh, studying Italian on a daily basis and where I was spending that time. So I wasn't sort of guessing saying, oh, you know, I think I've done, uh, you know, nine or 10 hours this week. I was knowing that I'd done 10 and a half hours or 11 hours or 9.2 hours kind of a thing right down to that level. Another thing that worked really well for me was having a notebook. So throughout the different methods of study, I had a a little notebook and I would use it to write down new things that I was picking up. Now, most of this was for doing uh, activities, uh, learning activities on my own. Um, But also it was for noting down new words that I would pick up um, along the way. When working with a coach online and Italian tutor, I had a Google Doc as well where we would uh, write down different things that we were talking about, different learning experiences in context. So instead of just trying to learn one word as an isolated word, we would put it in context and I'd record that down in a Google Doc. So that was another of the tools that I used. The thing that worked most though, and I think this is the thing that you can apply to any kind of a learning project, is full-on immersion so I was you know if you you think about doing 10 hours plus per week that's you know pushing towards a couple of hours per day and it's absorbing new information in lots of different ways absorbing it through my eyes uh, reading it absorbing it through my my ears on a podcast listening to it um, using apps uh, you know the tutors um, exercises uh, and so on and so forth and there was really no escaping it and anytime I had the chance I also spoke to my wife's uh, grandmother uh, who's 91 years old and uh, she lives in Argentina and um, came out from Italy when she was about 20 so um, she's obviously uh, fluent 
in Italian and I'd take any opportunity I could to uh, jump on um, a, a FaceTime call with her and uh, practice uh, my Italian. So I was immersing myself in it uh, from every uh, possible way, every angle, and I think that really helped. And I've seen this in the past as well when I've learned other things, when I've really dived into it wholeheartedly. Um, I've been able to very quickly learn how something works. This podcast is another example. When I started this podcast um, a couple of years ago, I really had to dive um, all in on it to learn about the technology, uh, what I needed, um, how to structure a podcast episode and so much more. And when you do that, you have this spike of, of learning initially, but you can actually maintain that level of learning if you maintain the immersion and keep pushing yourself uh, into uh, new barriers. I think that's another thing that I learned with the Italian was not really settling into a comfort zone, but constantly trying to push myself to be better and learn more. The plan from here, uh, I think moving forward, is to scale back from 10 hours per week and focus on learning Italian five hours per week, which is basically just chipping away at it and uh, continuing to learn little by little. And I think when you uh, compound those five hours per week over a, a good period of time, like you know six months or something, you realize or you see at the end of those six months, oh wow, I was able to, to really uh, improve just by uh, slowly but surely uh, chipping away. And uh, I think one of the other things I'm going to do is book another holiday uh, to Italy because I think that's a, a great way to stay motivated. I think it really helped that I had this sprint goal and I had an objective. I think one of the biggest challenges now that I've got back from Italy is that I don't have a, a really strong, firm uh, objective uh, anymore. I don't have a deadline by which I need to reach a certain barrier. If I was uh, studying to pass a fluency exam or something in Italian, then um, I would have that. So maybe I'll do that uh, to again, um, you know, uh, increase the the pressure a little bit. Interest-based learning is something that is another thing that I've really taken away from this, and I mentioned this earlier. This is the idea of learning based or, or when you're learning focusing on things that are interesting to you as a way of uh, learning that that topic so for example when I was listening to podcasts I would, I would often be listening to um, things that are culturally important uh, in Italy like um, the food um, the coffee and and, and so on and so point that kind of uh, cuisine angle was quite important to me but I was also listening to podcasts about uh, famous um, and very successful Italian brands um, such as Ferrari uh, and a range of different um, fashion brands, uh, coffee brands and so on and so forth. So these were things that would really capture my attention because I'm interested in, in entrepreneurship, I'm interested in uh, marketing, I'm interested in branding uh, and this is really tapping into interest-based uh, learning and this by the way is something that I'm now using uh, with my kids so this has been another great thing that I've learned from this project is about interest-based learning and I've got um, a six-year-old son four-year-old daughter and we each morning while they're having breakfast we spend some time to work on um, whatever it is that they're learning at the moment so for my son it's all about reading uh, English he's um, fluent in English and Spanish um, but all day at school, well not all day at school, half a day at school he's working in Spanish and the other half is in English. But 
his life around him in Argentina is in Spanish. So um, what I try to do is compensate that a little bit and he practices reading in English in the morning. And it used to be a bit of a challenge to get him to, to do this because it was always sort of brute force. It was like, okay, you know, we're going to learn these words and, and so on and so forth. But now uh, with interest-based learning, we're focusing on topics that are interesting uh, to him. So these include things like um, Formula One. Uh, you know, he's seen me watching Formula One and he's got pretty interested in that. The Rugby World Cup, which is happening uh, very soon. Um, football here in Argentina. And then, of course, some of the, the different toys and, and shows that he watches uh, on TV. With my daughter, it's about uh, words and quotes from her favorite cartoon characters, but getting her to write them out. So she's four years old, so it's more about uh, right now uh, we're focusing on 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 writing and then also coupling this with a weekly reward and the reason i'm sharing all this with you in this particular example is because i think this is a way that you can also do it yourself you can give yourself a weekly reward if you're um you know working hard to achieve something new you can uh, focus on this interest-based learning to really double down on what you're learning and with italian uh you know for me like reading the newspaper or reading an internet um article or something um i can jump to a section that interests me and it's so much easier to sort of work through that than if i was uh, you know, reading something which is classic uh, textbook, uh, you know, as an example. So um, I think um, the, these are great ideas that we can take away and use for other types of learning. And if you're interested to learn more and dive deeper into some of these strategies, then make sure you check out episode number 72, which is where I really kicked this thing off and explained more about the strategies behind uh, explosive learning. And I touched on uh, my Italian uh, learning uh, experiment, but the focus of that was really to um, talk about the strategies that you can use to your advantage to learn more quickly. And you can then learn how to use them to uh, advance yourself with maybe your online business, like building a niche site. How could you build a niche site and and really uh, dominate that as quickly as possible? How could you start making money online uh, as quickly as possible? What about building an e-commerce store? Maybe there's a hobby that you want to master or uh, you want to use this focus on fitness to really shock uh, your body or improve your relationships or uh, become a master chef or learn about personal finances or so much more. There are lots of different ways that you can apply uh, these learning strategies and we dive into them uh, some more in the Growth Booth episode number 72. So check that out. Now, as always, the transcript for this episode, the video, everything else is available at thegrowthbooth.com. Head over there, navigate to number 84 and you can also see the video version of this on youtube just go to youtube type in the growth booth and you will find uh, the video version of this episode there as well so you can tune in uh, and watch that or wherever it is that you like to consume uh, podcast content okay that's a wrap for this episode. Hopefully you found uh, my experiment here useful and taken a few things away from it that you can potentially use in your own life. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Growth Booth. Bye for now.